Okay, so that's what we, we spoke about. Precious, the definition of precious. We even discussed some of the claims that uh, a person's Yitzhahara would want to make. Uh, that, uh, what do you mean? Um, not, you shouldn't, you should not be involved in precious because first of all, he, he brings two Yerushalmi's. Number one, it says, Lodayach Masha Asra Torah. It's not enough for you what the Torah asks you. You have to come and you have to ask for more stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? And then the other Yerushalmi of, um, in the future, a person is going to have to give uh, uh, an accounting for times that he could have enjoyed something that Hashem, uh, you know, put something in front of him and he didn't partake. Yeah? So that's what we have to address that. But before, but be, so, so then in, in his... Uh, so then how is about to address that? But I just want to take one step back and just point out it's very important to understand the definition that we said until now of precious. Precious, he said very clearly, in fact, uh, you know, in my safer I have it underlined, Shekol Dover, Sheyochol, Lehivoled Mimeno, Gromasra, anything that can lead ultimately to doing an Avera. So even though right now the thing itself is not causing anything evil, right? The person should distance himself from it. That's what he says. That's what he defined as precious. Distancing, zera, hmm? that one makes for himself um, to make sure he won't come to do an avera later on. Now here's the interesting part because um, we we all remember, I'm sure, from the first parak of the Mesilus Sharam where he said that listen, a person is put into a world where everything that we do. It's all a war, right? That uh, anything, any situation we're in, we're always faced with the, with the question, are you going to take advantage of this opportunity to come closer to Hashem? Or are, is this situation going to actually distract you and cause you to get farther away from Hashem? Right? And he says, in fact, that things that appear to be good, really... The... the uh the war behind you. That's right. right. That's what exactly. we're talking about. Yeah. Exactly. The war behind you. So, for example, oh, look, I made all this money and look at all this unbelievable. I want a lifetime supply of T bone steaks, you know, delicious, hot off the skillet T bone steak arriving to my house every, every day at lunch, right? Like, isn't that the most wonderful thing? Well, um, where is that going to put your mind, right? It's going to get you involved in physicality. It's going to get, get you distracted from, from Hashem. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the Ramban says, a person could be a manuval Burushus Torah. A person could end up being a, a, a disgusting person with the permission of the Torah. It means he's involved in... He spends half of his day eating kosher food and the other half of his day, you know, in his, in his uh, harem where he's got his... You know, thirteen wives. Sorry, I mean, we're talking about prior to the Cherem of Rabbi Gershom, of uh, where polygamy was um, you know, permissible, but uh, but or, you know, according to Sfardim, even today, right, polygamy would be permissible. So the point is, a person uh, could could do that. Right? He's uh, but, but he's not doing anything wrong technically, but he's uh, he's living like an animal. 
he's a, he's a physical animal, right? So now, notice over there, he's, he's living like an animal. He's just seeped in Taiwan, right? So is the point that oh, since he's such a big Baltaiva, so ultimately he might come to do Averos, which is certainly true, and that's what I'm going to say here, right? But isn't there something beyond that that just in this state itself, even if it never leads to any Averos at all, right? That he is currently distracted from Abolus Hashem in this very uh, involvement in the physical. Forget about what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Right here, right now, he is he's behaving like an animal. So are we saying it's not realistic for that individual to have a semblance of connection to Hashem despite the fact that he's so immersed in physicality? Is that like kind of the idea? I mean, at least certainly not at that time that he's doing, maybe, maybe theoretically, you know, um, after he recovers from his drunken stupor or whatever it is, right? He might then afterwards go and learn lots of Torah or whatever. But, but let's just establish at least certainly while he is guzzling wine and and uh, you know stuffing himself with kosher meat and indulging himself in right. in permissible women right this is not the this is not uh, um, the be- this behavior is is distancing him from Hashem it's separating him from Hashem he's involved in physicality instead of being involved in contemplating Hashem and being close to Hashem, right? At least a more practical example for me, because I don't know, not many people here, I feel like, are going to be spending as much time immersing. I would make it very extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, I could see sim- a similar comparison in the sense of if I'm working all day and there's so many things that are happening, it's, it, it, I'm not always thinking about, and it's pretty rare that I, I might be thinking about, I'm doing this for Hashem right now. No matter, even if it's a stressful situation, it's still from Hashem. Like, it's still connected to that point. If I'm able to do that, beautiful Baruch Hashem. But overall, I'd, I'd be like almost to the extent of this gentleman, where he's so immersed in pleasures and luxuries and everything. Right, but that would be the difference in the war in front and the war behind. Right, right, right. In the case that you're talking about, is it's more okay? Yeah, you understand this difficult situation. Clearly, I meant to have Hashem with me in this, right? Right. It's okay. So first of all, it's parnosa. So I, I do need to earn a parnosa to support my family, right? right? Um, and uh, okay, I should try to have that kavana when I right. go into my work. That listen, this is not going to be pretty. It's not going to be fun. But uh, this is what I need to do to support right. my family. This is a mitzvah. This is a mitzvah that I have to do. You know, person might have to be might have to work cleaning toilets where you know it's. Uh, where the, you can't live, think about Torah while he's doing it, but that's what you're supposed to do. So then, my question is: but could here, the gentleman could could he do seemingly do the same thing? Like before, he, it, okay, I, I'm I'm about to like dive into. I'm my about to eat my. I'm about to eat my steaks, right? <laughs> I'm about to eat my third steak, right? But I, but what? Speak it out. That just is like right before I go into work. Oh, I, I, no, but, I, but before you go to work, you're saying, listen, if Hashem would send me this parnosa without me going to work, I wouldn't go in. Uh-huh. I'm going in because what I need to do, uh-huh. right? This gentleman, he doesn't have to eat his third steak, right? He could just cut himself off at 20 ounces, right? The next 10 ounces of steak, right, that's, that's just because he's a glutton, right? Yeah, yeah. So you always have to be, I'm doing this as a mitzvah, I'm doing this for you. No, you're not. You're doing this for me, so don't do it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah, I hear the difference. Okay. So, 
So, so means so that is itself uh, the point that I'm trying to bring out is that um, besides what the Ramchal is going to discuss over here, that you know, you know he's probably going to become uh, such a big baltaiva from all this, and he eats steak every day. Eventually, he's going to get so habituated that that when they say to him, "Oh, we're sorry, we changed their hexer," he'll say, "Don't worry, it's fine. Just keep on bringing the steaks. You know, just as long as they keep arriving, hard off a skill that's good enough, right?" And whatever else, and uh, we, uh, he won't be able to be careful with need, uh, and, you know, and ultimately come to do a favor. So that's what the Ramchal is saying. But we're saying even even without that, mm-hmm. even without that, seemingly there's there should be a pre-shoes in its own right, right? Because of the fact that being involved in physicality on this level is itself a distraction, is itself. Distancing from Hashem. Um, that's a question. Is, the, is a person who also, say for example, is an extreme in their indulgence in physicality, is or is not? Is not. Okay. But say never actively engages with um, the fact that you know I'm doing this for Hashem. Is that also considered a? a, a a new See, he doesn't ever go to extremes in terms of gluttony. He doesn't do anything like that. But not once does he ever think, I'm doing this to connect to Hashem. No, that's not, that's no. not a real word. No. Now, we'll see that there's a, a, a different thing called, um, called Tahara. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, about the kavonas that we should be having. Um, but, um, we're saying right now, we're, right now we're discussing actual, practical, um, you know, how much, you know, not, not, not eating a lot or not, or not, uh, not, uh, not drinking a lot, all, you know, all, all, all these things. Okay. Um, so, so it could be that that, uh, that, that the Ramchal understands that even though it's true that the action itself, like I mean, he himself said it. He himself says it in in in, in, in the very beginning, in the first parak. He himself says it. Um, so. Uh, it could be he's saying like this that no question about it um, being over on an Isser is the dangerous thing that, that, that thing that's actually detrimental whereas simply you know not turning towards Hashem right is a Massive opportunity cost. I mean, it, it's a loss, right? Meaning he, he. Uh, it was a moment that you could have been thinking about a shaman, and instead you were thinking about your steak. So he, so the Ramchal is saying, it's not that there's something fundamentally usher or bad about thinking about your steak. It's that it's that uh, you could have been doing something much much better with your with your with your time. Um, Seems almost worse. And, and, and what's worse, the the being a maneuver, right? I know. Yeah. So, but but he's saying, but even if it's, even if you're not going to be a maneuver, yeah, even before you get to being a maneuver, huh, 
you have to you have to you have to set these gdarim even if you're capable of let's say having a cookie and you know it's not distracting you from Hashem and you can even be grateful to Hashem right and and it's not uh, you're not being a manuval yeah but nonetheless even from that there's a concept of pre-shoes um, so to so distance yourself from any poten- from any potential of an issue. Uh-huh. It's, it's like a, it, it, it's more in fact we're going to see how extreme um, the Ramchal understands the mitzvah preachers to be I mean well first we'll see Chazal so let's go so let, we're going to have to digest this slowly because certainly these are not things that we're used to so just to clarify okay. then the, the, the preachers on our level if a person is not a novel, then okay. it would be to prevent going down the path of an Avera exactly uh-huh. Okay, so again, so we'll, now we'll, we'll take one step back from where we left off. So we're going to start Hachuva. The response to the person who is making all these, and like we said, when the person's Yetzirah is going, right, becomes a big lamb and starts pulling out all sorts of Yerushalmis and Midrashim, and, right? And people want to defend what, what they uh, value. What, what, what they enjoy, the, the, they become very uh, sophisticated. Lamdanim. So chuva he. So he says, I'm going to respond to you. It is certainly uh, something that person needs, and it is obligatory. I mean, there's no, there's no like you can't say oh, I'm going to become a very big person, but I'm not going to do preachers. I mean, I'll, 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 you know, I'll skip this step in the ladder. Right? That's not going to happen. The his hero allowed The sages warned us about this. So the the pasuk that says kadoshim to you that you should be kadosh. So notice, by the way. Just maybe take another detour over here. The post success kadoshim to you. What is that? Is that a uh, is that a just a good piece of advice or is it a mitzvah? Kadoshim to you. Sounds like a mitzvah. You shall be holy. You shall be. So now. So how does this how can this be placed in Hasidus? The first step of Hasidus is preaching, says the Ramchal, right? Now what's Hasidus mean? You're already we've already covered what? Tzitkus. We covered Tzitkus already. The man is Zahir. He's Naki. He's not doing anything wrong, not violating any Zaris and all the mitzvahs, not violating anything. But there's a mitzvah in the Torah that says, Kedoshim Tihiyu, holy you shall be. And Chazal Darshanit, Prushim Tihiyu, you should be parish. So if a person is not a parish, then what? It's seemingly he's not fulfilling the obligation of. Kedoshim to you. There's different interpretations of that, though, right? 
So with the Gemara and Yevamos and Avchav, so we have a machloekus seemingly a bayi and rava of what it means kedusha. Yeah, and a bayi says you became divrichachamim, which yeah, the, the words of the chamim means the the the, the, the xerus of chachamim. And Rava says, no, uh, sanctify yourself from that which is permissible to you. And, and that's basically what we spoke about before, that the Chachamim already made fences for all of Klausrel, right? which is also a Bechina of Prishus, right? It's just that this was a level of Prishus that's expected from everyone. So that would be and one of the Yetzirahs then? Using the Chachamim argument, Chachamim already set up Gezeras, just follow that. Oh yeah, but, I mean, that's true, that, that was yeah. a Yetzirah, that, that, that this person who doesn't want to take on more of his own, yeah. he says that, but I'm just saying, but, but the Ramkal told us that, basically, there's Yisurim from the Torah, then there's the Yisurim that Chachamim on us, which is a type of a precious, mm-hmm. right, for the entire Jewish people. But that's not enough, because says, so Abayah seems to have thought that that's what it means to be Kaddish. Rava says no, because since the Chachamim did it, now it became an obligation on you. Even though, conceptually, Chachalim instituted it as a type of a precious, a nationwide precious, mm-hmm. yeah, to stay away from things that might lead down a bad road. But now that they've instituted it, now you're obligated in it, and if you don't do it, you're a Russia. You're not, it's not that just you're, you're, you're not a Kaddish. <laughs> but you're actually a Russia. Right? So, there, so then what does it mean to, to, be, to be a Kaddish, it means to make your own fences, your own siagim. Yeah, that's what the Gemara Yivamas and Davchaf Amad Aleph says. So again, so the question is, so why does this belong, this entire whole sugi that we're learning, it doesn't belong in Hasidus, it belongs back in, uh, in uh, the previous prakim of what a person must be doing, right? So, seemingly, the Ramchal understands this to be a drosha but but the, 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 but it's not one of the Taryag mitzvahs. Means uh, which Rashi actually, if you take a look. Yeah. So if you look at the Rashi in 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 Vayikra, you test pasuk base, which is which is the pasuk that that uh, this midrash that uh, that the Ramchal is bringing now this uh, sifra, right? Um, so Rashi there in the pasuk says kedoshim to you. And we should be holy, says Rashi. Have a prushim mina rais, umina veira. Separate yourself from a ve- from from a rais. Separate yourself from a veiras. Shekomakom shata motzi geder erva. Whether there's a bl- uh, separation, a good nice distancing from erva, atamotzi kedusha. There you have kedusha. So as long as you're not, so Rashi understands that not being involved in a rais is enough to give it, to make a person a Kaddish. So the Ramban attacks him and says, what are you talking about? Don't you see this Gemara in Yivamas that tells us that no, that that's not, that's not good enough. That would just make you not a Russian to not be involved in the riots. Rather you have to, like, like Rava said, you have to uh, distance yourself from that, even from that which is permissible to you. So it could be that the Ramchal, I'm just proposing, maybe, the Ramchal understood that Rashi is saying the Pshat. And the Pshat, I mean, that the mitzvah, the mitzvah of Kedoshim to you, is like Rashi says, is to not be involved in the riots. But, but the Gemara here is digging deeper and finding a drush of instruction to us, 
the Hashem is teaching us, instructing us, you know, on a higher level. But that's not an obligation. The point that I'm trying to say is, if it would be an obligation, it wouldn't belong in Hasidus. It belonged back in the earlier program to make a person a tzaddik. So rather, this is not an obligation, uh, and and this is like a listen a smachta, right? The, 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 this is a deeper understanding of the Torah that kedoshim to you, prushim to you. But the Ramchal here, he's not interested in proving to you it's a mitzvah derisa. He's just telling you, don't tell me there's no source for prishus. It's a drasha because I'll make from a pasuk. But not every drasha because I'll make from a pasuk ends up being a mitzvah derisa. Couldn't you say within Rashi itself though that there's also there's also prishus? Like why 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 is it so? What kind of chiddush is it saying that by not being involved in a riot that you're going to be cut off? Rashi understands that specifically there's certain mitzvahs that specifically if, if, if a person stays away from a riot, it, it, it makes him special. It, it helps you like to get a connection to Arias, or yeah. even or even like things that could be lead to a riot that we spoke about. Well, I, I think you would include in there all the surim and the kius that the Ramchal. Um, included, such as Istaklus, looking at things and, and uh, you know, Machshavas and the, the, all, the, all the other things that we discussed in the Kibbutz. So not precious, not things that would potentially lead to it. Like literally, I guess maybe the Nikias, I guess, could also lead to, like, the things that one would have to be a Naki for, that could also potentially lead to Arias as well, right? Actual Arias? Say again. That like if a person like, did what? Like looking or whatever, like that could. So look, looking is already usher. That's already that's uh-huh. without even leading to anything else. That itself is usher. So, okay. So that would that would Rashi would say, yeah, that's included in the kedoshim to you. That's the pshat. Okay. Right. So then the gemara here in Yevamos is is showing us a deeper thing that the, the Hashem was telling us you should strive for something greater, right? Which is what we're understanding here is precious is prushim to you is person should we'll see in what ways mm-hmm. right but a person should take us even a, an extra step back from the keys okay, okay? So, so but the point is that um, the fact that Ramchal places this under Hasidus sounds like he's with Rashi that he understands this to be um, you know the Fnimishur Sadeh that that's not what the mitzvah of Kedoshim uh, inside from the line of the law I means it's, it's not an absolute obligation on the person. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to do if you're going to be a growing person. But it's not a mitzvah. It's not a positive commandment. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. So he says. So he says. You see, the Chazal told us clearly. Number two, all Dumru. Call a Yoshe betainus nikkakadi. Someone who fasts is called a holy person. Kalvachomer from a nazir. A nazir is called holy because he abstains from wine. So, how much more so someone who abstains from all wine, all food, um, all drink, uh, is going to be called holy. Number three, Od Amru. Tzadik ochel lasova nafsho. A tzadik is just to satiate the soul. means, tzadik, you know, he asks, what are my nutritional needs? You know, it's like a... It's like when you're making say, nutritional decisions for someone else, right? You're, you're, you're a doctor, you're a nurse. You say, okay, here's this patient. What uh, you know? What nutrition we have to feed them through the uh, through a, uh, a right? Uh, what nutrition does this patient require? So you're only going to put in whatever is the nutrition the patient requires. 
right? You can throw in like an extra donut into there, <laughs> like down the, into the, into the tube. Right, but th- that's not. This is a, it, the way I would read that. Is a, it doesn't seem like it's saying just whatever his. Um, he's saying nafsho. I mean, I guess you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Yizkiyahu Melech Yehuda says the says the midrash that uh, what is this pasuk in Mishlei referring to that says Tzadik Ochel or Sova Nafsho that Tzadik eats to satiate his soul. That's referring to Hiskiyahu, the king of Yehud. Hiskiyahu, as we know, was a very, very righteous person yeah. who um, potentially could have been Mashiach. Yeah? Right. Shahayu Malin Lo Al Shulchano Shnei Litrin Shel Yerek. He would get for the entire day, says the Psikta. For the duration of the day, he would get two litrin of vegetables. And one liter of boss. A liter does not mean li- uh, uh, a liter like in, in today. Liter um, is three eggs worth. Is a liter. So two of vegetables. So that's six eggs worth of vegetables. Yeah, and three eggs worth of meat for the entire day. That is. Um, you know, an egg is is like one big mouthful, right? So you get six mouthfuls of vegetables and three mouthfuls of meat for the duration of the entire day. That's a, uh, I mean, I'm imagining you're talking about like about seven hundred calories for the full day. Right, so uh, you know, just just enough to live on. Um, it's still not that much. It's still a decent amount, actually. Because I, I forget which Rav Sadok or, or yeah, he ate the fig or the date or whatever it was. Right, that's true. Right, but Hiskiyahu couldn't just be lying there like in a days the whole. He was a king. He, was, he had to be active. Right. He had to be doing right. But usually so kings he himself a usually bit on a couple of vegetables. What? He can gorge himself with a couple extra vegetables. A couple of extra vegetables. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shahayu malim. Okay, fine. So, Odamru. Um, so, so, so the point is, you see that the psikta understands that tzaddik okol souls nafshu is that tzaddik eats to for, to to satiate himself. To, uh, soul means to say to give himself what he needs, but not more than that. Not not just whatever he needs to stay healthy. The Odamru, Rabbeinu Kaddish. So it's, it's uh, Rabbi Udanosi, who was a very, very rich man, right? He was the kind of like the prince of the Jewish people. Shibishas um, Mitaso, whether he was he was passing away, Zakaf Eseretz Baosov, he raised up his ten fingers, the Amar, and he said, Galui Viadua Lefanech. Hashem, it is revealed and known in fr- before you. Shelo neheneisi mina olam azeh afilu be'ezvak tanasheli. That I did not benefit from this world even with a little pinky of mine. So, the... Obviously, uh, 
It seems like it's selfish pleasure, though, not pleasure as a whole. I'm sure he derives some semblance of pleasure. Like in, in a voice show. No, we mean physical. We mean physical. I would this mean also like have physical pleasure still connected to a shem, no? Like physical or something? Oh, oh, but so yes, so he was being ma'anegas a Shabbos. He was what he was doing wasn't for his own pleasure. He was doing it to bring honor to Shabbos or a mitzvah or something like that, right? So it doesn't have to just be Shabbos. It could be during the week that you have a mitzvah somehow. He, I'm sure he must have derived some enjoyment from getting a new pair to fill in or getting. No, no, we're talking about we're talking about. Um, Eating, actually, you know, physical pleasure, you know, uh, con- lust, consumption, consumption, right? Eating food or, or being with one's wife or being or with his wife. Right, I'm sure you derive pleasure from that. It's a good, uh, good question. So we will discuss what the, uh, actually is, is going to come up in Tahara, because there's really two stages. Stage number one is precious is to diminish the level that one takes. And then Tahara, he's going to say, is w- w- that which you do take, which you is the appropriate thing to take, yeah? what you should be thinking at the time that you take it. So what you're pointing out, right, which is which would be that this is L'Shem Shemaim and you know, whatever the proper, which has to actually be true. You can't just yeah, say yeah. the words. Yeah? Um, but uh, so you're right that Rebbe did, certainly did consume some calories during the course of his life. There's it, not not possible to have lived as long as he did without, without eating anything. Right? Now the food that he ate necessarily had some flavor in them. Right? And also you're pointing out that he had the midst of poor vu and that also necessarily comes with certain physical sensations. Right. So that so so that part we're gonna address later on in the tahara component of what the kavana is, uh, what, you know, what the person is thinking, what the person is feeling at the time that they are having those foods or whatever it is that, necess- that is necessary for them to have. But before that, certainly, if you're having most shows, extra things that are not necessary, right? So that he, that he's saying, I, I uh, for sure he didn't have the old amru ad Mispalel al divrei Torah she kansu besoch me'av, like basically instead of like you know, a person davening, that the Torah should enter into his innards, which by the way, notice the understanding is not enter into my head or not even to my heart, but you go into my innards, right? It means into my into my kishkas, into in, into my my deep visceral self right yispalel al achila ushisia shelo yikansu besoch rather he should daven that food and drink excellent timing <laughs> should not enter into his innards. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, 
Okay. Behold, all of these sources that I've brought to you, my marim morim beferish. These are explicit sources in Chazal of the need for precious. And the obligation to do it. Amnum. Alkoponim. Tzrichimanu. Tarets. Hamaymarim. Hamorim hefazet. Nonetheless, we do need to address what the Yetzahara brought in last paragraph. That there were a couple of Yerushalmis, maybe Yetzahara, some other sources up its sleeve. What do you mean? But there are certain sources that say that a person should not be depriving himself. Yeah? So let's see what those are. Ah, Kivadai Chilukim Rabim Ikarim Certainly there are many um, very foundational Ikarim uh, distinctions that one has to make uh, between these things. Yesh Prishus there are certain precious that we've been commanded in. And the other way around, there are certain precious that we were warned not to do, not to get tripped up by it. So, the, in other words, there's good precious and bad precious. Don't be overly righteous. Now, obviously, Shlomo did not mean, you know, don't be like a very big sorry, just, uh, yeah, just kind of just get a passing grade, right? That, that, was not, that was not the intention of Shlomo. So rather, he's, obviously, it means that a person can just kind of go down the wrong channel with these things, yeah? When the vayar ata... What does that mean, though? What? The wrong channel. You can explain it right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, now we will explain the good precious. We already explained to you that every situation a person is in is a challenge to man. Birayos, and we proved it back there with proofs. Like we said, right? Whether it be a challenge or whether it seems to be a very good and pleasant situation or whatever it is, it's always a challenge to find the connection to Hashem in that, right? Vihis Ames, Lonu, Gamkain, Rov, Hulshas, Adam, and it was, it's been validated by us. The tremendous weakness of a person, the kirvas daito el kol haros, and how close he is. A person, uh, you could be thinking tahor thoughts and doing good things. All of a sudden, you, know, you have a device that doesn't have a filter on it or something, right? And boom, an image pops up. You weren't even looking for it. Derails. That's it. Boom, down. Right. That's, it shows how fragile. We are. The Yisbarer Behechreach Shekol Mashi Yuchal Adam 
лехи малейт мина иньоним аэле рауи шеасеви. So therefore, being that a man is so weak and he's put into such a powerful world all around us and we're, we're literally immersed in this thing, right? So to whatever extent a person can pull, him, pull himself away from these dangers, a person should certainly do that. That is, in order to distance oneself further, to distance oneself from the, the, the negativity that is that, that these things will lead to means to say this thing again back to our stake right so the steak what's the problem with the steak why can't he be thinking the whole time he's eating the steak why can't he be thinking I'm so grateful to Hashem I'm so grateful to Hashem he's eating his three steaks every day and he's saying I'm so grateful to Hashem maybe you could do such a thing and says you you, you don't understand you're you know how powerful the drive taiva is in a person, right? The, the, how, how strong it is. If you make it into a second nature in yourself, right? You're gonna get you're gonna get killed, right? The thing is gonna is gonna derail you ever all over the place if you if you allow for this instinct to to get so powerful, yeah. So if you're doing it, if you're if you're being porish, because of the fact that you're afraid, because you don't want to let the Yitzhahara have dominion over your heart, right? That you don't want to let the, your stomach rule your heart or your mind, then it's a good thing. This is an unbelievable statement. Okay, this in the Ramchal and the Sulsa Sharm to say this. If you have a statement in front of you, do you own underline this? There is no such a thing as a pleasure of this world. I shall that does not draw after itself as a consequence some sort of an avera. Meaning, any tainug, any pleasure in this world necessarily is the beginning of a road to ultimately, if you play it out. You just run with it, you're going to end up in an Avera. It's pretty... <coughs> Derek Marshall gives... Very difficult to uh, accept that face value. Why? Speak it out. Let's get the, let's get the assumptions on the table. <laughs> Put it right here, in front of us. How... Is one really living in this world? Then I feel like there's you can't do anything. That's what that sounds like to me. I, except for learn Torah and do. Wait, so, you, so you're saying you're not saying that it's not true what he's saying? At least, no. If I'm going to accept what that what that. Oh, is. okay. So I, I, I thought you were saying it's very hard to accept this to be true. That, but, but well, you're that, saying that, you're that saying, too. You're saying, that too. I'm just focusing on it. If I'm go, if I want to accept, let's it say we'll accept it to be yeah. true. Yes. Then you're saying the consequences are not consequences that we are prepared to deal to to, to, to deal with or to accept. Is that, that's what you're saying. It also, it makes it seem like that there's almost no way to. You, the, the expectation is is that we're we're um, we're obviously going to fail. We're obviously going to commit errors because no 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 not every time you have an onig. You have an own, therefore, right away there's going to be an avera. He's saying, 
certain onig, whatever onig that may be, if you play that card enough times, eventually, you know, you're, you're, we're, we're, we're physical being, we're in a physical world, there's physical needs. Right. So, the um, unless a person is in a spiritual bubble, there's obviously going to be many, many temptations where a person is going, like, I, I, a person's committing a error is left and right then, basically. Constantly no, 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 not at all. Again, he's not or at least they're down the path. They're going to go down the path of committing Averis. But again, but that path requires that you should take, that you should go three miles down that path. I mean, you, sh- you actually need to be on this path. If you just, if you just, uh, if you always pull yourself back, meaning that you allow, that you, know, you, that, that you never let yourself run full steam ahead of down that path, then you're not going to end up with, in the Averis. The analogies that he's going to give us next week, you, I think you're going to see. What he means is, if you play it out, like let's, let's say the example that I was saying with three stakes a day, right? So, I mean, you take this concept of, of you know, a person who loves food, and you just play it, play it, play it, play it, right? Down the road, at some point, he's going to be eating trafus, he's going to be stealing, he's going to be killing, he's going to be doing bad stuff. In order to fulfill this title. Now, if you don't go all the way down that road, right? So then you're in Mutterland. You're not doing any Averis. But Precious says, I want to pull back in a few steps earlier, right? Because I don't want to be even potentially slipping down that slippery slope. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to talk about this next week. Yeah, these are not things that we are rugged in uh, in dealing with. So we have to take it slow, digest, process, go back, forth, discuss. Uh, it's a real thing.